0: Live from Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits, inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel, it's Inside the Jets, brought to you by EY, building a better working world, and by MT Bank, the official community bank of your New York Jets. Now, here's Eric Allen and Eric Coleman.
1: Welcome to Inside the Jets, we are broadcasting live from Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits, inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel, Eric Allen. Joined alongside by my partner, we have found Eric Coleman. E, thanks for showing up tonight.
2: (laughs) Back like I left something.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we missed you a couple weeks ago. Uh, Later on during this episode of Inside the Jets, we'll be joined by Jets inside linebacker Neville Hewitt, who's had a really fine start to the season. But overall for the green and white, a tough first quarter. Four games through, still winless.
2: Yeah, it's, it's been a, a, a unfortunate a series of unfortunate events for the Jets. You know, having the injuries, the, the injuries have decimated them. Uh, but the play hasn't been there. You know, I don't think it's been up to the expectations of the players or the organization. So they got some things to clean up. But there is relief coming. The couple guys coming off suspension. Uh, hopefully, Sam Darnold comes back, and, and hopefully we'll get C.J. Be back in that so uh, that will be a great jump for this team
1: that was the news out of one Jets drive today Sam Darnold of course took first team reps Wednesday and Thursday last week the Jets hoped that he could have got in the lineup against the Philadelphia Eagles unfortunately ruled out Thursday night Luke Falk made the start the Jets went down to Philadelphia and took a loss 31 to 6 today Adam Gase announced that Sam Darnold will indeed get tests Tuesday. So we should know by the end of the day tomorrow whether Darnold will make his second start of 2019.
2: Yeah, I mean, and that will be a big relief, not only for his physical presence, you know, throwing the football accurately on time, uh, but just his presence as a leader. You know, he, he's the leader of this team. He's established himself as the leader, you know, from last season going through the offseason and to the start of this season. So it'll be big for the confidence of the team just having your your guy out there leading the troops
1: I would make the argument that uh, uh, most teams would be in the same boat the jets find themselves in right now you lose your quarterback after week 1 where he felt like he said he didn't feel like himself mm-hmm. he missed some plays out there in the field with that being said he still completed 28 of 41 passes then he's diagnosed with mono he misses games two through four, during that game against the Buffalo Bills, that opener, you had a double-digit lead. C.J. Mosley had a pick-six and a fumble recovery. He went out with the groin injury. You lost your quarterback and the defense. Mm -hmm. Those are two guys that you just can't replace.
2: Yeah, I mean, we're not sitting here making excuses for the team. Uh, It's just reality. But that's reality. I mean, you lose your starting quarterback. You lose your backup quarterback. Uh, then you lose some some key components on your team. These are guys who you paid a lot of money to, uh, a lot, you you invested draft picks to, uh, to be leaders of your team, to be playmakers for your team that you had counted on that, that aren't here right now. So uh, it's going to leave a big void for the team to fill. And unfortunately for the Jets, they play some tough teams and haven't been able to come up with a win in the first four games. And
1: you just mentioned it before maybe the Jets will get a pair back from suspension this week in Chris Herndon, a tight end who developed a great rapport and connection with Sam Darnold when they were both rookies in 2018. And Brandon Copeland, a guy who was slated to be one of your outside, starting outside linebackers when the season began.
2: Yeah, Brandon Copeland is a guy who had an excellent preseason. You know, he brings a spark, you know, off that edge. He, you know, he's, he's not the, the John Abraham, uh, but he, he's physical. He does a great job against the run. He can get after the quarterback. Uh, and then you look, at, um, you look at Herndon, who's a speedy tight end. And look at the lack of production that we've had from that position since he since he hasn't been in. Yeah, and you I know, think
1: Ryan Griffin's done a good job he's as a blocker. He's done a great job.
2: He's done a great job as a blocker, yep. and he'll continue to do a good job. But Herndon to bring such a different. Uh, uh, just a different aspect of the game uh, to that offense. You know, he can spread the field vertically down the field. He's a mismatch for any safety or linebacker who covers him and opens it up for the other receivers. So uh, hopefully his presence will help spark the offense well, as well. Let,
1: well, let's talk about that right now. If the Jets do indeed get Sam Darnold back in the lineup and Chris Herndon against the Dallas Cowboys Sunday, and we're going to talk about that matchup later on here tonight, as you're listening to inside the jets on ESPN radio and watching on newyorkjets.com and the jets app right now how does that change things for defenses when they got to match up with the jets in terms of what's happening on the middle of the field in the middle of the field because the jets got a boost Sunday Demarius Thomas got back in the lineup so mm-hmm. that shifted Jameson Crowder back inside to the slot but now if you add hernet into the mix what does it do to opposing defenses that know not only is Herndon, a th- uh, not only is Crowder a threat over the middle, but now you got Herndon as well?
2: Well, it makes it tough. You know, when you, when you have your personnel matchups, you always want to match up the, the linebackers in secondary to the, uh, to the personnel of the offense. And with Herndon out there, he's a the guy who can go inside and block. So, you know, you can't bring in an extra DB to cover him. So you have to keep a linebacker out there. And when you do have that linebacker out there, You can split Herndon, put him out there on the island where he's very uncomfortable, and maybe convert a third down and four. Maybe uh, just convert some mismatched plays to keep the the drive going and and, and help your offense continue those drives.
1: What possibly could he also do for Le'Veon Bell? Herndon's reinsertion into the lineup, but also Darnold coming back there because I know the Jets have had struggles in protection so far this season. We know that. But Darnold's a guy who can make plays with his feet, mm-hmm. and when chaos is happening around him, we've seen him escape that pocket, keep his eyes down the field.
2: Yeah, I mean, he does an excellent job of throwing the ball on the run, uh, breaking, wants to play breakdowns. He can extend it. But also, just having that confidence of being that starting quarterback, understanding who's going to be open. You know, the, the, the main thing about a quarterback is anticipation. And when you have a young quarterback in there who hasn't seen, hasn't had the reps, hasn't been in there against number one defenses, it's hard for him to trust what he sees. And I think that's what you saw uh, in times with Luke Falk. He's holding the football a little extra. Yeah. And that extra second is the, is the world to a pass rush, to an offensive lineman having to block. So I think Sam getting the ball out quick, being assertive with it, uh, extending plays when it breaks down will help the offense quite yeah, a bit. Yeah,
1: and I think it's going to help uh, Le'Veon Bell, who just has not had – enough space out there he is doing a tremendous job of producing yards yeah, after a contact but you only can ask a guy to do <laughs> so much
2: yeah I mean he's, he's out there fighting every play fighting for every yard and uh, you know you just have to commend a guy who's given that effort and you know it's tough because defenses are, are inching their safeties in closer I know if I'm playing safety against Le'Veon Bell uh, against a third string quarterback I'm going to be lining up at instead of 12 yards I'm lining up at nine and I'm just gonna be yeah, because they're, 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 daring they're daring the Jets
1: you. to beat you down the field exactly.
2: right Exactly. I dare you to throw it deep. Yep. And if you beat us throwing it deep, then we'll take that. Right. But we're not going to let the, your best player on your team beat us. And that's what teams are doing. They're trying to take away Le'Veon Bell, no matter if it's in the run game or the pass game, and making other players beat them.
1: Inside the Jets is supported by m Bank, the official community bank of your New York Jets. Eric Allen here alongside Eric Coleman. We're going to jo- be joined by... Jets linebacker Neville Hewitt in our second segment. Um, the Jets today Leonard Williams was on a conference call and said we had a players only meeting and guys got up there and discussed that we're not pointing fingers at each other right now. Here's a moment a key moment I think for this team early in the season because there's still three quarters of the season left in 2019. This season a marathon they got to stay together. They got to stick together. And I like the message that we heard from the guys today.
2: Yeah, I, I think that's important for, uh, you know, the veterans of the team to bring in the players, have a players-only meeting with no coaching, uh, no, you know, not having to worry about what someone's going to think about you. Let, get the issues off your chest. You know, I'm sure it probably got heated at times. Yes, it was a positive meeting, but there are probably some things that guys are frustrated about, and you can get that off your chest with your teammate. And and I think that's very important to open those lines of communication, let everyone know that we're in this together. You know, we may not be winning right now, but if we stick together as a unit, we're going to be so much more dangerous than if we start pointing fingers at guys because ultimately, uh, you know, we win and lose as a team.
1: In about 45 seconds here, How frustrating can it be for a defender right now when you know your offense it's so difficult for them to move the football because they're not even sustaining drives. uh, All the third downs it's three and out punt.
2: It's tough. You know, it is very frustrating as a defense when you do your job you get a three and out. You go sit down to grab your Gatorade and can't even finish the cup because the punt team has to go back out there. Uh, You know, it can get frustrating. But as a defense, you have so much to worry about in your own mind, uh, so many assignments that you have to handle, that it's hard for you to focus on that, you know, during the game.
1: All right, we're going to come right back with Jets linebacker Neville Hewitt. You are listening to Inside the Jets on ESPN New York.
0: Uh, Stidham lines up with a shotgun. Two receivers left. Board to the right. Back he goes to throw. Throws it right. And it's intercepted right through the hands of Bolden. Jamal Adams runs left. He's got a convoy to the 30, 20, 10,
1: 5 touchdown. Welcome back to Inside the Jets. We are broadcasting live at Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits. Inside the Wyndham, Hamilton Park Hotel. Our player guest segment is presented by m and Bank, the official community bank of your New York Jets let's bring in now an unlikely big-time contributor for the New York Jets in 2019 linebacker Neville Hewitt
3: thanks for having me how you doing man I'm good man. good Appreciate
1: Neville we just heard uh, a pick six from Jamal Adams actually against the New England Patriots but uh, you guys were down in Philadelphia yesterday I thought the defense gave this team an opportunity to win the game This was a Philadelphia Eagles team that had averaged 27.5 points per contest. The defense held them to 17 points. Also, an Eagles team that led the National Football League in terms of third-down efficiency, 56.1%. After allowing those three third-down conversions, I believe there were two of their next ten. When you guys went back to One Jet's Drive today, what did the film reveal?
3: Um, we we just cleaned up the th- the little things. Um, we know the defense. We've been playing well, and um, we just really all year our our plan has been to just clean up the little things, and we'll we can be even better than we look. And each week is just little details here and there, you know, somebody hopping out of a gap or, or something like that, or me not doing something I was supposed to do, you know. So, and, and some of the mistakes is is my fault, you know, but. Um, it's just a lot of things. It's just really little things that we can clean up on defense, and, and it's going to get clean. And um, we're going to be even better than what y'all see. seen.
2: So, Neville, I want to go back to the beginning of the season. Obviously, you prepared yourself to be the starting linebacker. You know, that's something that's an opportunity that we all, you know, wait for. Yeah. Uh, but Avery Williamson goes down. Then you're like, okay, it's going to be CJ and I. He's a veteran. Uh, he's been doing it at a high level for a long time. And then CJ goes down. How did that transformation, how did that transform your responsibility as a linebacker from being a guy next to C.J. to being like the man, calling the plays, running the show?
3: Yeah, I think our coaching staff did a really good job during um, the preseason when um, they started moving some guys around and making us learn um, two to three different positions. And um, I ended up having to play it in a few games, one in Atlanta during the preseason, um, played it played against the Giants in the preseason. So... When C.J. went down, all I had to do was know that I was the mic and I was able to uh, go into that position. And it just, you know, any position, if you're not practicing it, you're not going to be as good Mm -hmm. until you start getting more reps. So every game I've I've gotten better and I'm getting more comfortable at it.
1: What do you think about the run fits? You guys held the Eagles, I think, to less than three yards per carry. You were all over the field leading the team in terms of tackles with ten. Yeah
3: think they short me a few,
1: times. Yeah, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: you got to get up yeah. and celebrate after every tackle so they give you the credit. Yeah, that's yeah. what they say. <laughs> so, but what, but
1: do you, what do you think about the way you handle the run game? Because this is an Eagles team that rushed for nearly 200 yards against the Packers.
3: Yeah, I think we, we take pride in, in, in stopping the run. And in any good defense, you know you have to stop the run and, and make um make a team one-dimensional and force them to throw the ball. And I think that's something we, we, we pride ourselves on. And, each week, that's our, our goal. We're going to try to stop you from running the ball, and you're going, you're going to see what you could, what your quarterback can do.
1: What did you think about the way you guys responded? You took that early punch again like you did in New England, but the Patriots scored on three consecutive drives to start yeah. the game. You started a bleeding. You stopped the bleeding after giving up the initial touchdown. You settled down for the rest of that first half until right at then.
3: Yeah, I think um, one thing we're starting to continue to work on is the starting off fast, and once we – um. Once we, we figure that out, how we can, once the defense come out in that first series, you know, just calm down and, and, and get back to our fundamentals and get off the field that first drive, it's going to be hard, really hard to score on us.
2: So when you, when you guys go back in the film room or the defensive meeting room, uh, is it a situation where you have your third-string quarterback in? Are you talking to yourselves like, listen, we need everybody to be on point this week because we have a guy in here who hasn't done it, uh, you know, we're probably going to have to play a lot better than we will normally play. I- is there a lot of pressure having that situation? Um,
3: well, we, we we don't really worry about what the offense have going on. Um, we, we know the situation, but as a defense, we're always trying to force turnovers. You know, we're big on forcing turnovers, um, being physical. And, you know, whenever a team plays us, they know they have to come play. No matter what our situation is on the other side of the ball, they have to deal with our defense. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we we try to go out to the ball, and we we emphasize it, and then we're trying to get it even more just to even give our offense even more chances, you know, to score.
1: Inside the Jets is presented by EY, building a better working world. Eric Allen with Eric Coleman, and we're joined by Jets linebacker Neville Hewitt. Fourth and five in the first quarter. What was happening in terms of that pass rush? Looked like a little stunner, a little game for you, and you got a clear shot at at once.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah, whenever they send me, if I have like a two-way go or something on the lineman, I'm probably going to get there. Um, and we had the stunt going, and I came around and just almost had a sack fumble. And he, got it, he got it off. I mean, he's a big quarterback, and he's he's pretty good at getting rid of the ball yep, when people y- get to him.
1: You've been getting to the quarterback. You, yeah. had, you had a sack of uh, Baker Mayfield in week two. You had the interception yeah. in week one against the Buffalo Bills. So, What is this experience going to do for you long term? Like Eric mentioned, you started out as, okay, I know I'm going to be a special teams contributor. I know I'm going to provide depth. I want to start, but if my number's called, I'll be ready. And sure enough, Avery Williamson goes down with the torn ACL, and Mosley goes out. And not only did you have to change positions, but you are the quarterback of this defense right now
3: yeah this is this is like an opportunity I've been preparing for for like two years now, like when I was in Miami I started the year we went to the playoffs um I started in base defense and then when I got injured, I got cut so it was like a whole it was a it was a learning process for me and I just just kept grinding and grinding and got the an opportunity here and then the, with all the injuries it's like the same thing that happened to me it just flipped and i it ended up working out for me to where I end up having the um, opportunity to show how good I really am. And um, I'm just, you know, week in, week out, I'm trying to help this team win.
1: The and good thing, too, Eric, as we we talked to Neville right now, is that he played at Marshall, and he did have the experience think about cross training. You played well and Mike at Marshall as well. Yeah, I did.
3: I did it. When I got to Marshall, I was I w- I went to Georgia Military College first. And then once I transferred to Marshall, they moved me to linebacker. And my coach had me. I was playing Will, and then he moved me to Mike. And then so it was three of us, so we was rotating. So I was playing Mike and Will in the game. So it's, I'm doing the same thing now. <laughs> it's crazy how life works.
2: So so Neville, can you talk about your, your defensive coordinator, Greg Williams, obviously legendary defensive coach. Uh, very big personality. What is it like going out there? I, and is it different than playing for other coordinators? Because I feel like I would want to go out there and just, just run through a wall for Greg Williams. I, is, it, is it something similar?
3: It's cool because I, I grew up in um, Silver Spring, Maryland, so I grew up watching him when he was coaching with the Redskins. So like actually being able to, to play for him now and actually see how he coaches is cool. So like as a player and just the, the stuff that he, he's like realistic, mm-hmm. you know, and and. And he's he's like he's old school, and he's gonna get the best out of all of us. And he he pushes us, and you know, some days you might be tired, and you can't feel bad for yourself playing for Greg. You know (laughs) what I'm saying? He gets the best out of you, so it's a really it's a cool experience.
1: Uh, Quarterback Sam Darnold uh, said on the Michael Kay show earlier today on ESPN Radio that you guys had a players-only meeting today, where you kind of cleared the air. What was said that you can tell us, obviously you're not going to be able to tell us everything but the but the tone of that meeting, and how important was that to have that now
3: well you you gotta know that this team is we got a new head coach new offensive you know new offensive playable system for um the offense we got a new defensive staff and it just, and we got new players you know what i'm saying, so it's one of those things we this is not our first time having one of those, but it's one of those things where we all just get the coaches out the room and just have a conversation with each other and, and really jail. and that's pretty much what we was doing in there, just if you had something to say, say it, and, you know, at the end of the day, like, we all got to be on the same page.
1: Yeah, really. how how important is that to, to maintain the perspective? Because I've talked to you about this before. Mm-hmm. You just mentioned that experience in Miami. Mm-hmm. You started one and four a couple of years ago, and you guys found yourself in yeah. the playoffs.
3: Yeah, I mean, that, that's huge. You don't see that, especially on this level, like, You'll have a team meeting, but, like, the, the stuff that we're doing here, we're not far off from being a really good team. At the end of the day, we, we, we have growing pains here and there, but we're not far off from where we need to be.
1: Okay, let's look ahead. Dallas yeah. Cowboys Sunday, I know you're probably jumping into the film because you're all over it right now. Yeah. you got to be. What kind of challenge will it be defending against Zeke
3: Elliott? Um, I'm, I'm still warming up on <laughs> him right now, but – um. Uh, i think you know i hear a lot about him heard a lot about uh, about him and um you know he's one of the better backs in this league so um shoot i'm I'm hungry like he hungry
2: (laughs) (laughs) so so never you know when i when i was playing safety back when i played safety playing against a heavy running team it was always fun for me like you know playing against buffalo when marshawn lynch was there or the Steelers with Jerome Bettis, it was like, all right, I'm going to have to tighten up my chin strap, and mm-hmm. it's going to be a fun game. Do you look at it like that as a linebacker? Like, this is such a passing league now. Yeah. When you get to play a running team, is it something that you look forward to?
3: Every time. Every se- just like, Even like playing against the Eagles, whenever a team want to run the ball as a linebacker or as a defensive lineman, you, you should, if you're not excited about that game, something's wrong with you. You're probably playing the wrong position. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this week I'm very excited. And, you know, they say they have one of the better um, offensive line in the in the game, you know what I'm saying? If not the best, so yeah, we're up for the challenge. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. listen, MetLife Stadium is going to be rocking. It's a 425 start, like you mentioned before. You guys going to be up for the challenge. That's the number one offense in the National Football League. Got Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott, of course, Amari Cooper and company. But uh, Neville. You deserve a rest, so thanks for coming by here on Inside the Jets. I'm going to come right back. You are listening to Inside the Jets on ESPN New York.
0: Falk in the shotgun for receivers. Takes the snap, five-man rush. Looks over the middle, throws high, and it is tipped up, and on the count, it's intercepted. Picked off by Rodney McLeod. He runs right to the 45, breaks a tackle at the 50, gets hit hard, at the Jet 42 and goes down there.
1: Welcome back to Inside the Jets. Eric Allen and Eric Coleman here at Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel. Inside the Jets is presented by EY, building a better working world. We were just joined in our last segment by linebacker Neville Hewitt. He's made great strides this year. There's he, no doubt about it. And, and people are like, why you, do you tell him to get some rest? Well, the guy played every defensive snap. <laughs> and against, he played on punt team. And he plays on punt team. So he's not coming off the field too much. And this is a guy who throughout most of his career was a reserve. Mm-hmm. And, and now he's the guy and he's calling the quarterback signal he's, he's the signal caller on defense he's out there every single play that could change when C.J. Mosley comes in but he'll just shift over and he remains a starter, he'll be the weak side linebacker
2: yeah I mean, I mean in, in the way he's playing right now he's really setting himself up for a nice career uh, you know, to establish himself as a, a starting linebacker in this league, to prove that he can go out there every play and perform in pass coverage, run, you know, against the run. He's leading the team in tackles right now, doing a heck of a job. And uh, th- this defense is playing well. They have some plays out there that they wish they could have back, I'm sure. But overall, this defensive unit is playing good football.
1: I got to be honest with you. If you're a Jets fan and you see Mosley go out in week one and you see Devin Singletary taking advantage of, some of those big gaping holes, mm-hmm. you're probably like, we're in big time trouble run, from a run defense perspective. Mm-hmm. But the Jets, if you look at their numbers through the first five weeks in the NFL season, they're one of the better rush defenses in the league without Mosley.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, and that's coaching. You know, uh, first of all, I mean, it's effort by the players. They're doing a a fantastic job up front of dominating the line of scrimmage. But when you see, you know, your starting linebacker go out, and and in that same game, there's some big runs going through, and then the next week, the the run game gets gets stopped. Those coaches are coaching up those young linebackers to, to correct their fits. Let's play team defense like Neville was talking about. You know, make sure everyone stays in their gap. Keep that gap integrity. Everybody do your job and you can get that run stop.
1: What does Greg Williams do in terms of him scheming things that make it so hard on an offense? Because everybody talks. We know he's got an attacking style. Mm-hmm. I, I know he sends pressure a lot, but talk in terms of disguising.
2: Well, you, you know, d- disguising is, is a huge part of a defense. You know, as a as a player in the secondary, as a linebacker, you always you never want the quarterback to understand what defense you're in bef- before the snap. You want him to start figuring out what defense that you're in while he's dropping back, while the pass rush is going. You know, is rushing on him. Uh, you know, now you show a cover two shell last second when the ball snap. You drop down to cover one because now all those routes change. Uh, there's, there's a route to beat every single coverage, and if he doesn't know. What coverage you're in, it's going to be hard for him to adjust while he's backing up. And, and uh, you add into that a defensive line who can get after the quarterback. You add into that some blitzing packages that are unknown to the to the offensive line, and and, and you create some big plays.
1: And those guys who play under Greg Williams, 100% buy-in. You just heard from Neville about. He's an old-school coach. They like being coached up by a guy like him.
2: I would love to play for Greg Williams. You know, I got a chance to play for some great coordinators in my day. My last one I played for was Gunther Cunningham, rest in peace, and one of those old-school, just violent coaches that just wanted you to just hit as hard as you can, run as fast as you can. You can tell when he gets angry because he's going to start dialing up the blitzes. It makes it fun. You know, it makes playing defense fun. And when I see this Jets team, they may be losing some games and maybe down in score, but Jamal Adams is having fun. But th- uh, that's know, what I was just going to bring up. Together. When you
1: talk about fun, I'm in the press box yesterday. I'm watching Jamal to third and one. He makes a hell of a play on <laughs> uh, Carson Wentz, a pass intended for Dallas Goddard. And then they come up with a fourth down stuff, and Jamal's dancing. Like it's a Saturday night,
2: as he should be, yeah, you know what it, it, there's so much that goes into making a play in the NFL you know there's the, the in the off season you're working on your footwork, your speed to to get a, that that much faster, and during the season you're you're looking at scheme, you're looking at technique to understand how this team's going to attack you, and then you put it all together and go make a big play. there's no better feeling than making a big play. I don't care what the score is, I don't care who you're playing. if you make a play in the NFL, you should celebrate and pat yourself on the back
1: yeah. Uh, Listen, um, Jet Rewards members, don't forget to enter code PLAY, P-L-A-Y, in your Jet Rewards portal during the show to earn 100 points. E, I was just going to say that if you had told me before Sunday that you're going to go into Philadelphia and just give up 17 points and they're only going to convert on five of their 13 uh, third downs. You're also going to get a special teams takeaway deep inside the opponent's territory. I would have said sign me up because <laughs> they gave you a chance to win.
2: Yeah. I mean, in this defense and the special teams unit has played phenomenal. Uh you know, during uh, during this season, uh you know, they they have had to go above and beyond what they would normally do uh, to win these games and unfortunately offensively they just haven't found a way to get it clicking. You know, you try to feed the ball to Leveon, you try to spread the love around the, the offense, but it's just not gelling in this all because it's not all because cause I'm sure there are some other, you know, some receivers could run some better routes offensive line. They could probably do a better job of protecting. But, you know, the quarterback got it, has to get the ball out. It's a it's a team unit and everybody works hand in hand.
1: Adam Gase told me before this season started that it's going to take three or four games to know what my team's identity is. I would say now, after four games, you can't possibly know what your team is. You can't.
2: <laughs> well, you know what you got on defense. Okay. You know what you got on special teams. Um, offensively, I, I mean, there's so many components missing. And when you take the quarterback out, and I keep harping on it because it's the truth. You know, your quarterback is the most important position on the field. He makes the most money. Uh, you invest the most money in it protecting him. If he's out of the game, then it makes it tough for your offense to go. And I think – you know, and I'm not saying that when you plug Sam Darnold in, everything's going to be fixed, and the are right. is uh, going to y- go Right. Yeah, and, and we should but clarify that. Yeah, yeah. but it's going to help tremendously. It's going to help with, you know, the, the getting the most out of every player, the calm. Uh, I think you'll see more football, uh, better football. You'll see more points on the board, and uh, you'll get more competitive. Yeah, games.
1: and it's hard to take a deep dive into the offense in terms of your analysis when y- you know that. Luke Falk, is he might make one more start depending on what happens with the test Tuesday and whether Sam Darnold gets clearance or not. But the bottom line is you really can't look at this offense and give it a grade or know where it's going until Darnold plays, and he plays for multiple games. You can't tell me what this Jets offense is by just looking at what happened against the Buffalo Bills who, oh, by the way, have one Terrific of the NFL's defense. best
2: defenses. Yeah, I mean, and then, you know, to Luke Falk's credit, you know, the first game that he played, he was activated off practice squad on Friday. Right. Then he goes in there and starts the game. The next week he plays against the Patriots. You know, doesn't have a good showing, but that's a great defense. That, one of the best Patriot defenses we've seen in a long time. And then, you know, he, he, Sam Darnold takes all the first team reps last week. Falk finds out on Friday that he's going to be the starter. And that's just not enough especially for a young quarterback who hasn't done enough he needs a full week of preparation to even have a chance and to play against an aggressive defense like philadelphia who is coached by jim schwartz who i played for all he cares about is getting to the quarterback he doesn't care about the draw doesn't care about the screen he wants those defensive linemen getting to the quarterback and to play against that kind of pressure as a quarterback who's got one day of preparation is a tough thing to ask.
1: i do think the frustrating aspect for not only people watching at home, but over across the street, the facility is sometimes the pressure is getting home when they are just rushing for.
2: Yeah, but, you know, a lot of that isn't the offensive line's okay. fault. You know, for, for a quarterback who hasn't seen a lot of different coverages, he's trying not to make a mistake. And you can't win trying not to lose you know trying not to throw an interception you have to take the fight to the defense you have to anticipate those throws you have to throw the receivers open and it's hard to get a feel for that when you don't get the reps you don't have the experience or the confidence uh, that Sam Darnold has yeah
1: Th- these are great points when you're talking about a young quarterback who just made his second start in the National Football League you're emphasizing not making a mistake so maybe sometimes your eyes should be going through the progressions, or maybe you should be seeing something, and instead maybe you're looking at something else.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's all about anticipation. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, there's a route to beat every coverage. So if they're in cover two, then you're going to run a certain route, and there's a, there's going to be an area of the field that's open. But Detroit, uh, excuse me, Detroit, uh, Philadelphia did a great job of disguising coverage. They have some veteran, They have a veteran secondary led by Malcolm Jenkins.
1: Even though they were banged up in the, uh, at the cornerback position. They were position. banged up, but they're
2: still moving around, making things confusing. Then you add to the fact, you know, Luke Falk was on his back quite a bit. Yeah. You know, th- it doesn't make it easy. You know, it, it's, a, it's a tough thing to ask. And it's, it was frustrating to watch. You know, we, we, you and I were both there at the game. You know, the, all the air, you know, the Philadelphia fans were hype. The crowd was hype. Uh, you know if you're a jet fan it was like after the first couple of series it was like oh man
1: well how do you, you know? so, how do you prevent that feeling on the sideline because you have such a fascinating perspective because you've been on that sideline mm-hmm. before because now we've seen the last 3 weeks Cleveland's up 13 nothing in the second quarter New England's up 20 to nothing
2: in the first quarter
1: Philly's up 14 nothing before people have gotten back from mm-hmm. buying their popcorn
2: Stay in your lane. <laughs> you got, everybody has to stay in their lane. If I'm on defense and the offense isn't playing well, guess what? That's not my responsibility. That's out of my control. Well, all I can do is handle my job. I can be where I'm supposed to be. I can make the plays that I'm supposed to make within the defense. I'm not going to go you know, cover somebody else's job trying to make a play, and then I'm going to leave mine open and give up a big play. Everyone has to do their job. There's a role for every player. And, every, and I don't care if you're on offense or defense. You have to stick to your job and be where you're supposed to be and be accountable to the man next to you.
1: Yeah, and, and the Jets did start a pair of new starters at offensive line. Along that offensive line, left guard Alex Lewis, who's had some starting experience in the National Football League. He te- took the place of Coleccio Assembly, who's banged up with the shoulder. And then You started Chuma Doga, your third round pick from USC, who was taking the spot of an inactive Brandon Schell. So two of your five offensive linemen against a Philadelphia team, looking to get after the quarterback. (laughs) We're new,
2: we're new up front. Oh yeah, And, and it's always tough. You talk about the offensive line, you talk about the chemistry. That, that, that bond that you have to have, that unspoken communication that you have to have in a crazy atmosphere like Philadelphia. And when you throw in somebody new, it's like, wait, not, we're not on the same page. And if we're not on the same page, then there's gonna, that's going to be a lot of big plays that we're giving up. That's, what Lewis, that's what Lewis
1: said today. we got to communicate better.
2: Yeah. I mean, in the secondary, we had a, a saying is, you know, as long as you communicate, as long as if we're all wrong, and we're all wrong together, then we're all right. We'll get through the down. We're all playing the same coverage. But we can't have one guy playing cover two, the other guy playing, uh, playing cover four over here. And, and that's when you start to get those big plays where there's a free runner running down the running down the field wide open and nobody's around him because that communication isn't there.
1: How much do you think this is hurting C.J. Mosley right now? Because he came from a winning program in Baltimore. He signed the lucrative contract in the offseason. He was brought here to turn the tide, and this guy, his DNA says winner.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> it, it, it has to be tough for he, uh, Sam Darnold, Quincy. All these guys are competitors. They're, they're winners, and for C.J., his presence is still felt. You know, you you watch Neville go out there and play. He's out there busting heads. Uh, you know. Uh, every player, every linebacker out there, they're playing with the mentality. That whole defense is playing with a certain mentality. And just because CJ isn't out there, doesn't mean his presence can't be felt. But I'm sure it's killing him to, to sit there and watch his, his teammates, watch his dogs go out there and, and not not get the wins, not being able to contribute. You know, you, if, if you're gonna get beat, I want to get beat with you. You know what I mean? I don't want you guys just to be out there without me leading you, leading the way.
1: Do you think I'm crazy? My sense is here in between weeks eight. Weeks 14, the Jets are going to get a few wins. They're going to get some talent back. And I think by the end of the season, they could be it. They could become a team that, you know what, we don't want to play this squad. After Dallas and New England, two very difficult <laughs> te- uh, uh, games coming up, no doubt about it. Yeah. And we're going to break down the Cowboys matchup coming up. You're at Jacksonville, teams two and three right now. I know they have a tough defense, but uh, y- then you're in Miami. That's a winless team. You're home to the Giants, uh, a team that's rebuilding on the fly, two and three. Washington Redskins, they just made a coaching change. Um, as Callahan takes over there, they're 0 and five. The Raiders, three and two right now, but then at Cincinnati, 0 and five, and then you complete that little stretch. With a trip, uh, with a home game against Miami, who's winless.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's going to be some opportunities, Uh, but but ultimately, you know, if you're if you're going out there and playing, you can't worry about who you're playing. You have to worry about your job and not making mistakes, not beating yourself. And I think that once this team starts to gain that confidence, you start to win a game. You start to score on the end of a drive. You start to pick up that momentum and that confidence. And once this team has uh, some more confidence and they understand that they can go out there and compete with anybody. Uh, I think they're going to be dangerous.
1: I think we're going to take a deep dive into this players-only meeting because I wanted to get your reactions on that coming up. Also, we have to explore the matchup that awaits the Jets Sunday at MetLife Stadium. The Dallas Cowboys, who look like world beaters those first three (laughs) weeks, now have taken a couple losses the last two, so they'll be – Desperate for a victory as well. So more coming up. You are listening to Inside the Jets on ESPN New York.
0: Locke Edwards comes on to punt. Corey Clement deep to receive. End over end kick to the far side. Left will bounce inside the 30. And Clement touches it. And the Jets get after it at about the 20-yard line. There's a loose ball inside the 20. Did the Jets recover? They did. The Eagles touched the ball. For some reason, Clement went after it instead of letting it bounce. Trenton Cannon, the gunner, was there, and it looked like Cannon got the recovery.
1: Remember, Jets fans, you can stream Inside the Jets live through the Jets app, presented by MT Bank. Go to the App Store or Google Play now and search Official New York Jets. Eric Allen, alongside Eric Coleman at Vanderbilt Sports and. Spirits inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park. Um, Listen, sometimes you got to get breaks, and again, Jets got a break on special teams where Philadelphia messed up in in terms (laughs) of fielding that punt. But you got to be there to pounce on your opportunities, and Trenton Cannon was.
2: Yeah, you know, Trenton Cannon gave gave great effort on that play, and he was in the right place at the right time. And uh, you know, it's a credit to him. He's been showing up on special teams a lot, whether it be in the return game, covering punts. Uh, he's very active, and it's great to see a player like that get rewarded with a big play. So,
1: what did you think about the play call uh, from Adam Gase? Following that, he goes to a pistol formation. Ty Montgomery lines up behind Luke Falk. Mm-hmm. Little play action to Le'Veon Bell, and everybody goes right over pursuit they're thinking the pitch is going to go to ty montgomery and here comes vincent smith who's active <laughs> for his first t- for the first time as a jet i
2: thought that was a great play call a little misdirection fake option reverse uh it, it was exactly what was needed you know and that's the creativity i think everyone's been looking for for coach gaze because you know he you know he has the weapons you know you know he has the players to go out there and execute those plays uh, but it's all about you know getting guys healthy getting put in the right situations capitalizing off turnovers, and. Uh, I th- thought they did a great job. Well, it.
1: Oh, there it is. You just said he, being put in the right situations. Yeah, I think Gase has this. If you followed his career at all in Miami, he's got a lot of things dialed up, especially inside that red zone where he can get really creative. And that was an example of it.
2: Oh yeah, and, I mean, and once his offense gets going, once the momentum starts going, they you know start having nice drives and. Uh, they can start breaking tendencies. I think that's when you're going to start seeing uh, the the special plays. You'll start seeing the big plays from Le'Veon and Ty Montgomery uh, and start to see, just feature different players. And um, I'm excited to see that playbook start to open up once Sam Darnold gets back, because I'm sure that's what's been holding things back.
1: Listen, you haven't been playing for a couple years, but uh, you're still in very good shape. I I try to keep myself in shape. I I don't look quite like you with the (laughs) arms, but I will say that I could have got into the end zone, I think, on that one because <laughs> Le'Veon Bell was leading the way. The cornerback wanted no part of him. Mm-hmm. Le'Veon said, follow me, I'm taking you to the end zone.
2: And, and that's what it takes sometimes, that unselfish play from your stars. I mean, you talk about the best player on the field, and he's out there blocking cornerbacks you know, down the field where he doesn't even know if the play is going to make it to him. Excellent block by Le'Veon, unselfish, unselfish football. That's how you win the game.
1: If Darnold does indeed come back against the Cowboys on Sunday at MetLife, that's sure going to add a lot of drama. Mm -hmm. It's going to give the crowd a big-time boost. What do you anticipate from the Jets offensively with 14 under center?
2: Well, you know, I think they'll take more vertical shots down the field. Uh, I, I think will you'll see them converting more third downs and moving the chains a little bit and being more efficient. Uh, but they've got a tough opponent against them. You know, Demarcus Lawrence, uh, Leighton Vander Esch on the other side, Jalen Smith. Uh, it's a pretty good front seven over there at Dallas, and they're playing good football. So uh, I think if Sam plays, you know, he'll be up for the challenge. I know Le'Veon will be up for the challenge because every time he gets the ball, he's trying to score, We're trying to break, you know, a 1,000 tackles to get three yards. So – it's, um, it's going to be a competitive game.
1: What's the trademark of a Rod Marinelli coach defense?
2: Rod Mar- Marinelli. Yep. Um, Tampa 2. Yep. Plays a lot of Tampa <laughs> 2 defense. Uh, a lot of, you know, some zone blitzes. Uh, he likes those athletic outside linebackers who can just read the quarterback's eyes. You know, that's what uh, you, you think back to Derek Brooks and Hardy Nickerson. They got a lot of interceptions, even Rondé Barber, off of reading the quarterback underneath coverage. Uh, d- just just moving on a chain together. So it's going to take a lot of manipulation from the quarterback. Uh, they're going to have some, some schemes. Herndon being yep. in the middle of that defense because the, the, the middle linebacker closes the middle of the field in, in Tampa, too. So it's going to be Herndon versus uh, Leighton, Vander Esch, or Jalen Smith, whoever it is. Yeah, in that, I really in like those linebackers for the yeah. Cowboys. But, but that's going to be a great matchup. Okay,
1: on the other side of the ball. Cowboys are getting themselves into trouble with some turnovers but boy they can move the football they had (laughs) like 560 total yards against the Green Bay Packers trying to come back um, in about 45 seconds what do you got to do if you're Greg Williams to contain this Cowboys offense that obviously starts with Zeke Elliott but Dak Prescott He's got some weapons on the outside. Amari Cooper just had 200 yards receiving.
2: Absolutely. It's tough. It's a tough task, but it has to start with stopping the run. You cannot let the Dallas Cowboys run the football on you because now that opens up a a can of worms for your defense. That's play-action shots. Uh, Jason Witten, Michael Gallup. You know, there's so many receivers out there, but if you stop that run you stuff Zeke up, it's going to make it difficult. You're going to put all the pressure on Dak Prescott. And
1: finally, you feel good about the Jets clearing the air today?
2: Oh, yeah, I feel great about it. It's it's always great to get everything (laughs) off your chest, uh, let it be known, have that team on the players-only meeting. I uh, I think that's going to help them out.
1: That's all for us this week from Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits. Thanks for listening to Inside the Jets.